What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast where we teach you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. And this is the last day to enter our contest to win some sweet swag, so make sure you check out our social media before midnight tonight. That is midnight on Friday, November 22nd, so you can still get some entries in to win some swag like a YNL t-shirt and coffee mug and some stickers and our gratitude for being an awesome non-listener. And you can do that by liking and sharing our post on social media and get an extra entry by leaving us a review. So make sure you check that out. All right, right down to it. I'm really excited because today I get to talk about Tom Petty and I've been itching to do him since the beginning. So we're getting him done right here. Episode six. I'm talking about Don't Do Me Like That by Tom Petty. And my dad is talking about The Remedy by Jason Mraz. Both awesome songs, upbeat, happy, with a lot of depth that we get into. So get super excited. You're going to love it. And remember, if you think that Jason Mraz is a little too mainstream hipstery for you and maybe not cool enough for you to listen to, or if you think, yeah, don't do me like that, okay, but it's not free fallen. First of all, I agree with you. You're right. It's not free fallen. That's an amazing song. But if you think it's inferior because of that, then you're not listening. So clean out your ears and listen up. Let's do this. Get on the floor! No joke this week. No joke. I don't have any jokes. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I know. That's the only thing I look forward to each week. So. I I'm, know. I'm kind of surprised. But we're still in the middle of our, our giveaway contest. Nice. And I've had people we'll... actually talk to me about it and ask me about it. So it's getting, word's getting out there. Yeah. Well, they need to start liking and sharing the post and writing reviews. So explain because... it again so people will hear it. Yep. So basically, we're going to give away a t-shirt, a coffee mug, and a handful of stickers with our uh, ear logo on it, you know, the, the ear with the little sound waves. And there's a, a whole bunch of ways that people can enter to win it. And you only have a couple of days left because we're picking the winner this weekend. Okay. So you can either like the post on Instagram, you can share it on Facebook because we have a post all about it, or you can leave us a review, a written review, and send us a screenshot of that, and we'll send you a free sticker anyway if you do that. So that's a really easy way to get free stuff, and it really helps us because those reviews are like gold for podcasts. So we really appreciate everyone that's done that. I know we got one from, let's see, we had a couple of reviews we can call out here on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know how to do it, just go to your podcast app and go to our podcast page and just scroll down till you literally see the words, write a review. And you can do a review about podcast but not so much like the you don't have to do it about the individual you don't there's you can't review individual episodes episodes but you do yeah, it you, the podcast you, in general yes gotcha okay yes we have a nice review from madeline hl jolly rich and casper bamwood to D- nikon D- oh i know her <laughs> But we've got three reviews on there right now, so we're really looking for some more reviews because it really, the more positive reviews you have, the more it helps the algorithm where people can find you and you get shown higher in searches and stuff on Apple Podcasts. People search more on on Google, it's because people will find it higher and all that. Yeah, mostly on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, okay. It helps with that algorithm. And so we just want more reviews because it helps us spread the word and grow the community. So please help us out. And like I said, let us know that you did it and we'll send you a sticker. Those folks, uh, I know Maddie, who is uh, one of those reviews that we just read off. She gave us her information and she's got a sweet sticker. Maybe we can get her to uh, take a selfie with it. Nice. Whenever she decides nice. to put it. Love and it. that would be sweet. So we're in the middle of that, and we'll announce the winner at the end of this week and send them some sweet stuff. Good. So that's it for, I think, housekeeping. How was the uh, response from the last uh, episode? I had several people kind of write to me and, and reach out to me and stuff. They uh, they seemed to like it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're, it, I think we're you cut them off, growing guys. slowly. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, no one uh, has, has talked to me directly about... Uh, about the this most recent episode, but a lot of people, I've had a handful of people tell me that so far their favorite episode is the one where we talked about Pink. Yeah. They really like that one, so. Yeah, because you were Mr. Emotional. Yeah. The in-depth analysis that yep. people, people were into, I guess, which, so they might like this episode too, because, so you know how you, when we first yep. came up with this idea, you really wanted to do Sly and the Family Stone. And you let me you do it last week. You couldn't wait any longer, you just had yes. to do it. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm doing. Just a guess. Ready? Tom Petty? Yeah. Go oh, okay, sure. It's, yeah, it's Tom. It's Tom okay. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Don't Do Me Like That by Tom Petty, which is tied for f- first with my favorite uh, Tom Petty songs. What's the other one? It's the Waiting. Oh. But The Waiting is Tom Petty. Don't Do Me Like That is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, uh, okay. 
So that's so going to be the I, way you get around it to make sure that you that, can do multiple ones down the road? That allows me. If you search for Tom Petty on Spotify, you won't find Don't Do Me Like That. It has to, It's under Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Ah, so they're okay. separated on that. So I'm, I consider myself allowed to have two number ones. Okay. But I love Tom Petty and we can talk about it in a minute, but we need to go listen to it. Okay. So, so. Listen, listen to the song. Am I, am I specifically looking for, listening for anything special or uh, listen to the it's just so good. Listen to. <laughs> oh, you, you you couldn't have seen this, folks, but his eyes close and he had a big <laughs> smile. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that was I just, awesome. I just love this song. And I want you to pay attention to, this is another one where the stereo sound is really cool, especially on the drums. Uh, and you notice it a lot in the beginning. And the organ is something to pay attention to. And... It's everything so else good. in the song because it's just so good. But those two <laughs> things, I would I would say start with those two things and then we can talk about some other stuff All afterwards. Right. So go to the uh, playlist on Spotify or the link in, in a show notes for YouTube or something and just go listen to this song. Again, it's Don't Do Me Like That by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's off Damn the Torpedoes, which is another incredible album. It is. It and is. Uh, Maybe one of the best albums, you know, top, my, top 10 albums on my... It's definitely in my top, it's definitely in my top five. So for sure. So come on back after you listen and we'll talk about it. Okay. How awesome was that? It's good. It's, you're going to have to enlighten me because I'm I'm a casual Tom Petty guy. I like him. I know you're nuts about him. And I remember when uh, he passed away, how uh, we had all these people uh, around the table uh, (laughs) in an international banquet with uh, 300 people and you screamed out. Oh my God! No, I caused the scene. You did cause a scene, and people from all over the world. I wasn't prepared for it. You from all over the world were uh, still in therapy, I think, because of you yelling out that in Dublin. Yeah, I was. It was. It it hit me hard. I know. Well, I I would if it was certain artists that I felt that passion about too. But so I'm more of a casual person. So you're gonna have to enlighten me. I mean, to me, that's a poppy kind of nice and. uh, I think the, the the funny thing about any of the Tom Petty stuff that I always liked that I noticed about this one is that the the, the rhythm and and the uh, the drum and everything else in, in the background is always like in the groove so much and it's a lot more prominent than I would think that it would be. Uh, somebody, it's not just about his voice and I just I always like that that it it kind of drives and it's you know it's very very clear and all. But it's not my favorite Petty song. I think you know which one I like. I like American Girl. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it is because the opening of it with the ding ding ding, you know, it just see oh, American Girl. American Girl to me just makes me think of Hannibal Lecter. Oh, okay. si- Silence of the Lambs. That's immediately where my mind goes. Yeah, I, I just unfortunately. Like it it's a rocker. So. And again, my, my frame of reference is from the DJ point of view where I would never be able to play Don't Do Me Like That because it's not a song that you can kind of dance to. Right. Um, I like it, but American Girl rocks. You know, in, in, a, in, a, in a rock set, you can kind of pull it off and pull it together mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's a, it's a good the, song. But this is, I mean, I like this. This is good. This song okay, is- talk, talk to me. So every instrument in this song is just so completely clear and clean uh, that, right. and defined. And it's nothing is- muddy and nothing's hidden in the background everything is like right there what's cool in the very beginning you notice the stereo sound right away if you're really listening paying attention you might not have heard it very well if you're listening out of your because you were listening out of your computer speakers i was yeah. but so what happens in that intro the bump bump and then it goes do 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 it's four yeah. beats Doo-doo-doo. the very so the first three beats are in one ear and the last beat is in another ear oh that's why so you exploded okay <laughs> left 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 right or yeah. vice versa, depending on okay. how you're wearing your headphones. Okay. And it's just one of those, like, it catches you a little bit off guard if you have never heard it before and you you listen on good speakers. It's like, it's really cool the way that they, so one they of the separated ones that. That you definitely would recommend put on the headphones and listen this one in depth rather than just kind of casually. Yeah. And it's the same okay. thing where the guitars are separate. You know, P- Petty's guitar is doing this really super duper tight and that's in one ear and then the other one is doing the 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 kind of fills and and some of the bigger power chords during the chorus and stuff and that's happening in the other ears and they're so well defined like they're just so completely separate that you can really isolate and focus on one thing like you could be like i want to focus on the piano in this song and you'll hear every note right or you say, well, I want to focus on the drums in this song, and you'll hear every hit of that kit. 
So when I listen to this stuff, I always think of Tom Petty stuff as always being that clean. You think this song is more of that or well, is, I don't this, think, is this like typical Petty? I think this is typical and I think a lot of it is attributed to the producer. Yeah, the production right, value. Um, okay. There's yep. a lot of production in this and I actually, I, I saw a really cool interview with the producer of this album and just some really cool stuff about this song. You know, they went into trying a bunch of different drum heads to get the right sounds and, oh. you know, a lot of different tricks with the guitar that they were trying to get the right sounds and everything. See, I, I don't hear tricks with the guitars. I hear pretty straightforward, pretty much petty. I mean, it's it's always got a little bit of that, and not in a negative way, like that tinny, like that higher pitch, like, okay, you could tell it's it's a it's a petty guitar riff when, when you hear it. In mm-hmm. a good way, not in a tinny, like in a bad way. It's like, oh, okay, that's typical. But again, I, I wasn't listening to it with the headphones, so um, right. and the I just kind of glanced you, through it. The fact that you don't notice tricks with the guitars is another... Means it's being done right. It, it, that's also attributed to a good producer. producer right. I mean, he said he had three microphones in three different spaces for that guitar on really? the amp really? to get to get the right sound and, and mix you, them all together. And for you, is that a different, especially as a guitar player, is that a different enough sound that you were kind of surprised and like, like amazed? Like, or does well, does it just sound like up, a typical guitar to you? And that's typical petty. When you mic up an amp, you know, you put the mic right in the dead center of the speaker. You're going to get a different sound than if you put it halfway out towards the edge of the speaker. Yeah. And you're going to get a different sound if you put it three feet away from the amp or, or right up on it. So, so the, the sound that they have is, is a combination of three different placements of the That's of what the he said, yeah. Oh, he said okay. he mic'd it in three places. Okay. Um, and so like that kind of stuff is just – it's I don't know enough about sound engineering to really talk on it too much. But I found that interesting that it, this is not just plug and play. You know, there's a lot of experimentation to get the sounds that they wanted. And a lot of it had to do with – bringing every instrument to the forefront of that mix so nothing is hidden in the back and nothing is too muddy and, and, no, and everything is defined. That, right, that, hence it that's, being, being clean and not muddy. That's very intentional. Oh, okay. Is to all get right. those sounds to, to all be present kind of on the same level, including the vocals, which is kind of, which is pretty cool. So thinking about the song that I just mentioned, American Girl, I would like that producer to speak about what they did for production value for that because it does seem like there's some different things going on. There's some, certainly some different sounds. And if he's big into experimentation and all, I wonder if that's something they did on that as well. Or is it like just a, a plug and play straight up rocker? I don't know. You know, because that one to me is, I mean, a lot of the petty stuff to me sounds very, it, it sounds pettyish. You know, you know what's petty when you hear it. That one is like, oh, this sounds a little different, and maybe just because it's a little more up tempo or more of a rocker than, than you some mean, of the other ones. You mean American Girl? American Girl. So American Girl's not on Damn the Torpedoes. No, it's not. I know. No, so different, it may not producer? be. I I don't know if it's the same producer or not. Okay, all right. And it's not obviously just one guy. It's you know, it's a, a team of sure. engineers and producers. Yeah. But I can't speak to that song. Well, oh, I've, now I've only... now it's going to cause me to go out and do some research. I'll go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, when I get off this. So, which is yeah, so, happy. sorry, happy. and you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> one funny story that I that I find pretty cool is that they said for the organ. I told you to listen to the organ. Yes. Did it sound like a normal no. organ to you? No, it was a little different. It obviously wasn't a Hammond B3 or anything, right? What do you think sounded a little different about it? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it was, again, it was very clean. It was very in tune with all the, the, the other instrumentation that was going on. So, we, and it wasn't hidden, but it also wasn't out front either, you know? So, he forgot to turn the Leslie on. Oh. So, the Leslie is the speaker. If people don't know what a Le- what the Leslie is, it's a speaker for that Hammond B3 organ where it it's like a horn is the speaker. That and spins. when you push on a pedal, it spins. And it's like a car pedal. The harder you push the pedal, the faster that horn spins. And so that's what makes this, the organ go from being a flat sound to that really wavy. Which a Hammond B3 is, is famous for. Right. So you don't turn the Leslie on. It's just, a, it's just an organ. It's just a straight, flat oh, organ yeah. sound. So okay. I guess in the beginning, he forgot to turn it on. And he's like, well, we can't turn it on now for the rest of it because, (laughs) you know, so this was all obviously recorded on tape. And so he took a little piece of like red electrical tape and put it on. I don't really understand the mechanics behind it, but he put it on the part of the tape that makes the reel spin. Okay. And he played that track back on the tape and then re-recorded it from the tape with this little piece of tape on the reel and it threw off the balance of the reel a little bit and it made it that it gave it that kind of warbly jumpy sound Uh, because it wasn't playing uh, straight through and so it doesn't sound exactly like no it didn't sound the leslie but you still get that texture and it's funny because it's stronger in it's stronger in some parts and it's not as strong in other parts and you know it's more prominent when the other instruments kind of quiet down and die off like at the end of the chorus or 
like you know at the end it's of the not, chorus everything else dies down and then you hear it really kick in with more of that kind of vibration sounds now did yeah. you Love this song prior to seeing that interview or reading about that? I watched that interview With- because I love this song. Okay. All right. I, did I, it enhance you or did like, that's how they did this? Or I've always loved this song and I love it even more now. Yes. Number two. I've always loved it. And actually, when I played in a band, I suggested that we play it. And my other bandmates pointed out to me, no, we need someone on piano to play that song. And my brain went, oh my God, there is piano in that song. <laughs> That's right. And I listened to it again. And throughout the whole song, it's just, it's the dun, 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 dun. Right, pian- that's steady. Just, yep. That's yeah, steady that's what pianos. I mean. That, that but in, they the, do in the st- pocket, in the groove, yeah, yeah. But they do some really cool little quick piano fills in there too. Yeah. And it's just like every part of this song is, could be, is like unique and it could be its own song. Like if you took out the guitar and the organ out of that and just had it on piano, it would work. If you took out the piano yeah, okay. no, and I just see. left the guitar and organ, like it would work. I see. But there's okay. so much going on. And it's still strung and together. And they're all playing something works. a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it's one of those things you used to say about basketball and the same thing with music is you can't teach chemistry. Right. You know? Right. And I think when you listen to certain artists and certain bands, it's like you can tell that there's just so much chemistry because everything just comes together so it's well. It's natural. It's natural. I mean, Queen. Right. Everything that Queen touches is just absolute gold because they had such amazing chemistry and they could just like, hey, let's just make up a song right now. Okay, here's a number one hit in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, like they were all afraid of Freddie Mercury though. <laughs> right. But they had such good chemistry that they could just do it and it, yeah. and it just worked. And I, I think uh, The Heartbreakers was similar. Right. You know, I love Tom Petty and he deserves everything that everyone but, says about him. But with the but band. I think he overshadows the he overshadows the talent of the rest of that band. Right. I mean, right. I think there's a lot of talent in that band that go- goes unrecognized, but it's almost a good thing because it goes unrecognized because no one stands out. You know what I mean? That's you know, the whole idea of being in a yeah. band. And you know, the, the one of the bands that I'm so connected with, obviously, is Springsteen. And Springsteen is good and great. You know, he's a great poet, great songwriter and all that stuff. But the E Street Band completes it. There are times when people say, oh, you know, I have tickets to a show and it's the only spring scene. It's like, yeah, I don't need to go. But I love them with the band because I think every member of the band has the same kind of power, the same kind of talent. But as a group, they all blend in together and you don't notice them, but you notice when they're not there. And I think it's the same thing with the Heartbreakers as well. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that's why I think when you look at the songs by Petty and the Heartbreakers and you compare those, you know, so... Don't Do Me Like That and Refugee and, you know, some of the other songs on this album, if you compare that to the straight Tom Petty stuff like American Girl and Free Fallen. Feels different. Was that the Heartbreakers? Mm, I don't know. I don't think Free Fallen was the Heartbreakers, Um, but The Waiting. Yeah, The Waiting. um, It's just, it's a different feel. I mean, obviously when he's doing solo stuff, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. You choose your musicians and they play what you want to play. Have you heard the song, um, like acoustic of just him ever? Have you heard any of his stuff that way? Because obviously- Without all of that going on in the background, well, I've, I want—I mean, is, is it still a good song? Is it still kind of resonate in the same way with you? I have not heard this song like that. I have heard "Won't Back Down" that way. Yep. Which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest rock songs ever written. Really? And did, I don't think we needed to even talk about that because I think everyone understands that that song is just so good. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> we do. Was, that, that was subtle. Very well done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. No, I have some, sometime we'll do a list of the top five, what we think are the top five best songs in the world, because I have opinions about that, but obviously oh, music is subjective, so. I will fight you on that one. I don't know. That would be tough. No, like Only I said, five? music is, sub- it's subjective. I know. So, five though. That's, um, no, I'm not, not because we won't agree, but just, I, I don't know if I could ever come up with five, but like 105 maybe, but you know, I don't know. Five, well, that's what we'll just do. Diff- we'll just do a tough. lot of different categories. Okay. All right. Sounds fun. That's good. Yeah. Greatest rock songs to listen to at night while driving on, in the rain, you know? Oh, in the rain. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the same question you ask me every week. What's your favorite thing about this song? My favorite thing about this song is actually the melody and the hook. There's a, a hook with the melody that I love. And the first time I heard this song, I absolutely fell in love with it. And it's it's really hard to explain it, but I, I picture this as like a kind of coming around full circle with the, the tune of it. You know, it's when he goes up. Uh, so I was talking with a friend of mine when he goes, told him that she loved him. So and turn around and let him go. And it's like it's almost like reaching out and then bringing it back in. It's and, hard. And hesi- to, it's hard and to hesitation kind of explain in a tangible way. Yep. It has a movement. It's it's the, the movement of the notes and the melody told him that she loved him. So and 
turn around and let him go. Like that that last note is not a finishing note, but it brings that whole verse uh, back to the okay. beginning. Yep. No, I, I understand so what you mean you by can, that. Yep. So then you can start again. So I was talking with a friend of mine, said a woman had hurt his pride, told him that she loved him so and turn around and let him go. Then he said, you better watch your steps. So it's like you're going around in a circle. And that that line, turn around and let him go, brings it back to the beginning of that right. verse, and you it's can start a, that melody again. Right, right. It, but it, it's just so satisfying, and it brings you right back, and you can start that verse again. It leads right into the verse, and it also leads really well right into the chorus. I think it's genius musicality, if we can use that word. Right. I think I think the the writing of that melody is just absolute genius. So, is that Tom Petty, or is that the producer, or is it both? Would you guess? I believe I would think that that's Tom Petty. and or the band. Yeah. Because the producer is there to take a great performance and capture a great performance and make it sound as good as possible. It. The artist is what is who writes the song. Right. And but again, I think that was, is what some of the things that made Petty unique is those kind of things that other people just weren't doing. Petty's melodies are, a lot of them, are remarkable like that. And I think because of the presence of the songs themselves, they it, it kind of gets overlooked a little bit. But think of the melody of Free Fallen. If you were to take that song and play that like slow on a piano, like it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm that melody. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of his melodies are like that. And this one is no different. And it's because of that little hook that brings that last line of the verse and just back, wraps back it up center. in like a, a it, it just wraps it up in a nice little gift wrapping with a bow on top. And you can isolate that whole verse in itself and just separate that out. And it, it will function as its own thing. But it also allows you to lead right into the, either the next verse or the chorus. It's super versatile, but you can't end with that. Like he couldn't end the song on that note, you know? So you're looking at it. I mean, it's visual for you. I mean, again, anyone listening to this can't see it, but he's doing all kinds of hand motions and everything and circular motions. So it's a it's a visual thing that it kind of creates with the, the circular piece and everything else that kind of takes you in that yeah, direction. I listen to a lot of music in like a 3D. In my mind, it's like like a 3D moving thing. It's hard. It's okay. really hard to describe. I think maybe my brain just works differently from some other people's in that regard. But like, you know, when I think of, when I'm, when I'm thinking about numbers or doing math or something, I certain numbers at certain levels look differently in my mind. Hmm. They have different colors and they're, you know, in different sections. I think it's just the way that I think. And music is no different. When I'm listening to music in my mind, it's like a, this 3D spherical thing that is moving and changing and and that's how I follow it. So that's how I picture this happening. Yeah, so this yeah. verse, I'm picturing it moving forward, dipping down, and coming back to center. And then, wow, wow. I so, mean that—that's how I listen to music. And I think this is why I, I get so much out of all of these songs, even if they're cheesy and horrible and they sound really poppy and crappy. That's how I picture it. And it, if it's interesting enough, I really can get a lot out of it that way. So, do you ever have that song that just completely goes against that that whole realm and just throws you for a curve? And whether you end up not liking it or just it just—it's like the math doesn't work anymore. It's not—it's not, it's not going to give you the visual that you need. Does a song like that completely blow your mind? Or there are certain songs that. I just can't stand because um, they don't fit into that. It's more that they're just so grating and I just, it, they don't click with me and I really, really hate it. And I've gotten a lot of flack for one particular song that certain people love that really? I hate. And, and if you were to ask me what's the worst song ever written and recorded, don't say I will tell you what this song is. But I tell you, I've got, I've had some people mad at me for it. <laughs> really? And you, to be honest, you'll probably agree with me knowing you. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it's not um, the one you chose last maybe, week. Maybe 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 we'll bring that up at some point. Okay. Icky so, Breaky Heart? No. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't Icky Breaky Heart. No. Huh? <laughs> I know you really like that one. No, no, no. It's a grunge song from the 90s that I just can't stand. And no, it's not Nirvana, so I don't want anyone jumping down my yeah, throat yeah, quite yeah. yet. Right, right, right. But I, I, if if people really want to know, they can ask me personally and I'll tell them, but I really don't want to start a riot. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But again, so. because it doesn't fit into that you know i enjoy music so much that it kind of it's spherical and and I, I it's not even it's piece. not even that like honestly it's just it just sounds bad to me it just sounds like people <laughs> like they have no talent and they're not trying and they're just they okay. just i just you can tell I, me off the app uh, which one it is okay 
Now I'm curious. You always throw curves at me every every week. Like, come on, man. You got to set this stuff up so I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> well, you know, listener engagement. Let's get some more people talking to us. You know, if you want, yeah. if you really want, maybe people can try and guess what it is and I'll reveal it in another episode. And then... Okay, there you go. I'll guess too. So, so don't tell me. Yeah. We'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, mean, I have an idea, but I, I don't know. <laughs> so this anyway, back to back to Petty. I mean, this yep. this song. There's so much going on in it that that just interests me, and it's really just everything in it is straight talent, and it's well made, it's well produced. You know, it's a moment in time that is just we're we're all really lucky that moments like this can be captured because they're fantastic performances. Right, right. It's beautiful music, and it's. It's happy. It's upbeat. The words, for me, the words are not as important in a song like this. I just, right. I, for me, it's that melody. I love that melody, so, and I think so it's awesome. We we can look at artists and or genres or time frames and say that's a beautiful song that that we're so lucky it was captured, and we can listen to that for the rest of our lives. And you can go, you know, back to Sinatra, and you know, and and there were just certain Sam Cooke. There were certain songs that just should have been recorded, and they were. A, and you're 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 missing something if you're not paying attention to those great songs because it should enhance your life. You know, Nat King Cole. Some obviously, yeah, some and that's why people Beatles, buy. Like that's why people buy live albums. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's why people buy live recorded albums. It's because they want to see the, the next level of that too. Well, it's, it's a fun. moment that's captured. Okay. Well. Okay. Explain more. But it's a you know when people because what, what I'm th- what I'm saying is like if there's if there's a recording of a song that's perfect. You run the risk of, with the live recording, also saying, oh, it's not as good as the original, or maybe even better, but I don't know. But is that something that you think is is going to enhance the, the, the perfect recording? Is that better, or is there a chance that it's not going to be as good and it's going to be disappointing? I think you need to not compare them. I think some people do, and they say, oh, the live version is better, or yeah. they, they, don't, they didn't do a good job with the live version. But Two I think, separate entities? I, I think the reason people love live albums is because when you record a song live that is a moment in time that usually only certain people can experience the people at that show right. and whether it's really well done or it's just you know it it's just a run of the mill playing of the song it is a very specific moment in time that you would not be able to experience unless it was recorded and so People captured. want to feel the energy that you get at a live show. And, you know, when you get these these Springsteen shows that are recorded and he tells stories in the middle of songs and it, they, they play every song a little bit differently depending right. on how the crowd is reacting and stuff. I mean, that is a moment in time that Special. will never be recreated again. Right. And to have that recorded is, is special. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And when you can do that in a studio, it's it's magic. Right. Well, that sets me up really well because I think I just selected my song for next week. And it's a live recording of, of, a, right. uh, of um, a jazz song, which is really interesting. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, that <laughs> I think is, I've heard, I've heard the, right. the studio version. It's okay. The live version just blows it out of the water and it gives you so much more pop and everything else. So last question for you. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a Kenny G Christmas song, is it? Oh, you picked it again. Okay. No, it's not. Not Kenny, not <laughs> Kenny G. So- is there such a thing in your and maybe this is a, this is not a fair question and, and I didn't prep you for this and and I don't want to sound negative but is there a song in the, the catalog of Tom Petty that you say you don't like or so this isn't just coming from a fanboy kind of perspective or is it like no everything Tom Petty I I heard him play accordion once and it was the greatest um, and you know no I mean I would have to look through but on this album no right this is a, a start to finish album that you have to listen to you can listen to easily right yes i think there are songs that i don't like as much but i still think they're really good okay um, so it's also the like, artist as well that really but, impacts this yeah i mean breakdown is a huge song i like it but it's not my favorite you know that one you know yeah, baby breakdown. breakdown and it's it's good and I like it. In my opinion, it's not on par with some of his other ones. I mean, his- So you could you can look at it objectively and say, yeah, you know, it's not just like everything he does is perfect, but yeah. you know, I love Tom Petty that much. And I mean, I, I'm not- songs, I like more some some um, songs more than others. I'm not going to say that Don't Do Me Like That is his best song. If you were to ask me what his best song is, at least of the ones that have been singles, 
I would say Mary Jane's Last Dance is his best song. But that's a whole other conversation. We don't have time to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that like there's been like 10 other songs that have been hits that have used that riff from the solo um, is pretty telling. But speaks speaks to itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And especially since one of them was Jack White. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So, but again, another conversation. But yeah, this song, and I think what I want to start doing, and and I'm throwing you for a loop here too, I would love to see if we could try to think of one, with every song that we do, who's an artist that you would love to hear cover that song, whether alive or dead. Okay. And I don't know if I have one for this song, but moving forward, I feel like that would be really fun to do because I've had certain songs that I've... Um, I, I, this song isn't on my list, so I, I'll just pull it out there. But um, Roy Orbison, Drove All Night. Oh. I would love to hear that song performed by The Killers. Well, that's not fair because The Killers so, would, would take any song and be great because they're so good. But I think his voice matches up really well with Roy Orbison's in that yeah. song. Yeah, and, and, that's, and I think that's hard that, because he, you're talking a legend when we're talking Roy Orbison's voice. Yeah. And so like just stuff like that. Like I've just heard that song before and I thought, oh, that would be really cool if this band covered that song and i think if we can kind of if you have some ideas like that that might be kind of cool but i can't that think of anyone s- for this song right now and that would be some things that uh, other people can chime in and say oh how about so and so doing this song yeah too, that they can write to us as well yeah good point i i will say that the song i'm yeah. going to do thinking in that genre i i have somebody that i would love to hear do that song and it might no it won't surprise you i don't think it will surprise you but I think it's going to be something that um, would be a really easy transition. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about this song. I mean, I can keep talking about this song, but I don't (laughs) want to go for too long. Anyone who knows me personally knows that I just have a deep, deep love for Tom Petty. And the fact that my daughter asks me to play Tom Petty is just, it makes me happier than anything. I love it. For those who don't know, I've been indoctrinated this. um, You would, you in their living room and all of a sudden say, you know, hey, you know, Alexa, play Tom Petty. Hopper will say, you know. She just says, Tom Petty. I say, so my daughter's two and a half years old. She's a little girl. And I say, Harper, do you want to play some music? And she says, Yeah, I wanna I wanna play I wanna play music. All right, what do you want to play? And she says, Tom Petty. And I go, Yeah. Oh Yep. Yeah. All right. That's And my she girl. says it clear enough that Alexa picks up on it and and she screams it, play Tom Petty. Yeah. And all of a sudden something comes on and she dances like crazy to it. Yeah, so. she really likes one Proud Pack moment. Down. That's her favorite. Yeah. 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 So. Proud moment. Yep. <laughs> And the Bruins. Well, the Bruins. I, well, I used to say, I, I mean, I used to play it for her when she was very, very little, like a baby, like a newborn, because it, it would calm her down. I yeah. would I would play Tom Petty music and she, you know, she would she would stop crying with Taylor Swift and Tom Petty. Those are the two artists that really that she liked when she was like a, an infant. And so I always Not said like this, start. I always said this guy's music, he's so good. People who don't even know what music is like his music. <laughs> so... Yeah, not that she had a chance anyway, but like, you will like Tom Petty. Yeah. So that's my, I mean, that's my fanboy moment. I just- There you go. I got it out of my system. Now we can move forward. All right. Well, that <laughs> was my that was my version of Sly and the Stump, Family Stone. So, okay. Right. I got you. What's up, people? So here at YNL, we talk a lot about listening and hearing, but I want to take a second and talk about seeing because it's something else that a lot of us do most of us actually and it's kind of important for a lot of people so this show is sponsored by warbyparker.com warby parker provides vintage inspired prescription eyeglasses starting at just 95 dollars. and for you the non-listeners of this podcast warby parker is offering you guys a free five-day home trial run for up to five frames of glasses for completely free so you get five frames that you get to have in your home, try them out for five days, wear them around, see how they feel, see what you think. And then if you want to buy some, you can buy some. Make sure you check out the link in our show notes to the Warby Parker trial website so you can start trying them out now. Thanks so much. Back to the show. All right. You ready for mine? Yeah. I don't think this is, is going to be one that you would have predicted, but mine is uh, a song by Jason Mraz. And a lot of people think Jason Mraz, and they obviously think of all his hits and everything, but I have found him back in the day with um, his first album, which was, I think, O2. I was listening to Jason Mraz before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Like, you know, it kind of <laughs> has this whole hipster kind of vibe and everybody, you know, kind of has an image. But his first album and his first song that I think was one of his bigger hits at, at the time, it was Breakout, I immediately like found is like, was like, who is this guy? And I don't think he's done a lot of songs in the same genre the same kind of feel since i mean uh, his live shows may kind of feel a lot of it but 
Um, I think the the Jason Mraz image that most people have has kind of driven a lot of his other, you know, more contemporary music since this first album. Uh, so I, I uh, chose The Remedy, mm-hmm. which um, it, it is. And I, it's one of those songs that if, if you're a Jason Mraz fan or if you're even a casual fan and then you hear The, the Remedy, I'm not so sure a lot of the people will say, oh, I didn't know he did that. I don't think they would usually equate that. That that was going to be his um, his song as well. Other people may think you know, like Jimmy and Nuts. Of course, I knew there was Jason Mraz, whatever. But it just it seems so different than some of the um, the the uh, the more updated stuff that he's done, especially in recent years. You know, and he's become poppy. Obviously, he's he's had a, uh, a a string of hits that are very singable. You know, you can sing along, and um, they're very Jason Mraz. This one, I don't think, is as as much a Jason Mraz song as a Jason Mraz song usually is. If that makes any sense. <laughs> and 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 I, I don't go deep with this, and this is going to be one of my surfacey ones. But it's just one of these things that just keeps driving. The, the the lyrics just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep. Yeah, going. I was going to say this song is actually very similar to the one that you did a few episodes ago with Cass Healy. Yeah, yeah well, in some ways, yeah, it's I the same that, type of you know? song. It's the it's the upbeat, happy kind of. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm drawn to that because that's my life and that's always been what I've done professionally is try to make people happy and try to make sure that you know I'm always helps helping support kids and everything through my my work and obviously the DJ work does the same thing the ironic thing is this is a song I've never played DJ and I know I never broke broke this one out it was always in the uh, the collection I had the CD I had the yeah that was know, the one I, with him like sitting on a sidewalk next to a chicken right yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the the, uh, the video is kind of a little bizarre. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, so that you know, you you try to get you know as out there as you possibly can and get funky and stuff. So if you're going to listen to this, don't. I would say don't listen to the to the video version of it, the the official video of it, but listen to it um, just as a driver, as a song that just kind of keeps driving, 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 and the words themselves, I think, just kind of uh, define it, and it's fun. Right, you know, well, and everything he does is, is fun, but I think it's an upbeat, fun song that, that kind of sends a real nice message. All right. Well, let's go listen to it. So get it from the uh, from the playlist or from the link in the show notes, and then come back. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in this song. Yeah, that I haven't Isn't heard it? before. Right. This is a song that... You know, again, in, in 2002, everything's as it is now still, but a lot of it's driven by uh, the visual aspect. So watching the video, I think this is one of those songs that the video, if you were to, to, to watch the official video, takes away from the song. I didn't watch it. Distracts it distracts you. It don't. Yeah. It distracts you. Well, I'll do it. But maybe that's something that people can, can go and kind of chime in on. But like you said, sitting on the, the, the curb with chickens, like it, it's like all these bizarre visual cues. But it takes you away from the complexity of the song. You know, halfway through the song, I would feel like, oh, Jason, I'm so worried about you. Take a breath. Will you please like, <laughs> breathe at some point or else you're going to die here because you, you, you're throwing early. And, you know, it's a little, a little word salady. Yeah. Well, process, but which it's I think not, is Jason uh, Mraz. But it's not Dynamo of Volition. No. <laughs> right. Right. Which, you know, it's just like whatever words are going to come out of your mouth and hopefully you can string them together and you come up with it with a single and stuff, which I want to talk about that song too because I was always impressed when you guys could could pull it off when you guys played that it was a, that was a really fun song to play i know but it was it must have been tough that's a lot to learn and try to string together oh, i just played um, bass i mean <laughs> well i mean yeah but you guys still pull it off together as, as a band you know ozzy did a good job on that one yeah he did but it's um it's one of those that you know with, with such a slow start and just a little atmospherical like oh okay it's gonna be a, and then he just kicks into it and he doesn't stop and the the thing I always I, I always liked about this is that you're trying to learn the words like I want to sing along to song but because you can't you know uh, yeah. until you really listen to it over and over and over again because the words really don't make a lot of sense but they they also it's not just words out that make no sense right. it's not like that right either. right right the thing about this and and you have to tell me the answer to this is what's the chorus because I think this is a unique enough song it has two choruses what do you mean what's what's the chorus. Like what, what part chorus? of the chorus? Yeah, so I, I think there's two distinct choruses. I won't and, and, worry my life away. Right. I yeah. won't worry my life away. Because obviously that's repeated three different times. Yeah. You know, so that's a chorus. But it's also, just prior to that is, and the remedy is the experience. So that can kind of be the chorus as well too, because that's the repeating thing. And that kind of pulls it back of the old word salad, word salad, word salad, like, oh, and then the remedy is the experience. And yeah, you could have that as could... being the chorus without that next that next section of it being ah because that's almost not needed. 
but it's it's cool that's in this. So there's almost two back to back distinct different choruses. Yeah, I would view that remedy section more as like a pre chorus. I know it doesn't come before that, but you're just making up words or is that a thing? Pre chorus pre chorus -chorus is a thing, Dad. (laughs) You you know what a pre chorus is. I know, I know, but it's just It's, it's just I would consider that more of a pre chorus, whether or not it comes before the chorus is it serves that purpose to complement the chorus, in my opinion. And yet, the chorus oftentimes is the hook that brings you back to the original title or the original intent of the song, mm-hmm. which is the which is the re- the repetition during the course of the song that kind of brings you back to solid ground of the old. Oh, don't forget, this is why we're all here. Let me sing the chorus, and that's where. And then the remedy is the experience. But but I think if you're looking at from a contextual point of view, from like what he's actually saying. That other part should be the chorus because he's saying all of this word salad, but really <laughs> what it all means is I'm not going to worry my life away. My life away, right. And that's the happy side of it, mm-hmm. right? That's where it brings you back to the Cass Healy of this, like, you know, it's yeah. just an upbeat. You're going to enjoy the life, right? Yeah. And then in the middle of it with the break, and then when, you know, when I fall in love, like, okay, this is taking it to another whole level. So that's not needed either, but it's, it, it again, it's all stringing together. And it works in there as well. And then back to the, the final verse of the, the, the word salad stuff that, again, is, is Jason Mraz, you know, in a, lot of, in a lot of ways. But it's like, holy cow, like, take a breath again, Jason. And, like, he just goes off and it just continues on and on and on until the end. And then it just kind of, you know, has the repeating, the repeating chorus at the end that, that kind of then, then fades out. Just it's very complex on some levels. Well, even the, the backing music on it too is very complex it sounds like a lot of stuff is sung and played through like a speakerphone like a loud like a like a bull like a bullhorn like a loud speaker okay yeah yeah because i can see that it's not so much reverb but it's like a delay on everything yes yep so like when he says a a word he says that word 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 so mm-hmm. it's not an echo. It's not a delay. It's a delay. It's not an echo or a reverb. It's and like, and you you don't hear it quite as prominent because there's another word and another word and another word. Right, that's but it's not on. just the words. It's the it's the little guitar, the little string pulls, the boom 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 boom. That complement everything the words. has that that really kind of drawn out delay to it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And something that I heard this time that I've never heard. I mean, did you want to say something on that? No, 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 no. I, and I'm just wondering. Like, I would love to hear an instrumental version of this without the words to kind of really pay attention to some of that yeah like karaoke version but it wouldn't be the same yeah no it wouldn't um so one thing that i noticed so okay cool song though isn't it yes very cool song the clash yes rock the casbah yep if you are listening to that song in your car in 2006 yep you will constantly think that your cell phone is ringing because there's something in that song that really? is that beeping, that high pitched, you know, like that old school, like kind of Nokia or when people had flip phones and you had like the MIDI files. <laughs> yeah. That were. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's that it's there's something in the background of that song that does that. And it's subtle enough that you almost don't hear it. But then every once in a while, your ear picks up on it because it sounds like one of those old school cell phones. That beeping. Really? It's the beeping ringtone from an old school cell phone. And this song has that exact same sound. And it, and I didn't okay. notice it until the fade out. The first time I heard it was around three minutes and thirty seconds. I had to go back and check the timestamp. Okay. Um, and it's in the background as it fades out at the end. You hear it. I thought you were going to say when you mentioned the Clash that it was going to be something like um, Magnificent Seven, like you know, with with again the words just almost like pre rap kind of doing some stuff. No, I mean in a way. I, no, I thought that's what you were going to say when you mentioned the Clash. I didn't expect that, you know, your flip phone was going to have a uh, a ringtone that was going to be in this song. Yeah. I, and I didn't hear that. I did not pick up on that. You hear it a lot at the end of, I think, at the end the of the song or maybe in the chorus, but it's Rock the Casbah for sure. Really? Um, and you- No, it's just something that once you day, hear that, you hear that, it's like, oh, here it, it comes because I know what to expect. Well, it. still to this day, if that song's on the radio or something, I'll still have like, I'll still like start looking for my phone. I'm like, I haven't had a ringtone like that on my phone <laughs> in like 15 years. <laughs> but it's just, it's like this, this strange, you know, cerebral thing where you just like have to. Yeah. And just, you, you pick it up more on the headphones, would you say? I don't know. 
Yeah. I normally yeah. pick it up in my car, but it's like one of those things that's kind of in the background and you don't notice it until you that, do. Isn't that funny? So, isn't that funny? So listen for that. Let's go back to go to like 3.30 and just listen to the stuff in the background okay. noise. And you'll hear that beeping and, and you'll know what I'm right. talking about. I'll, I'll listen to it. So, so again, you know, I'm not going to go super, super deep in it. I just, um, I, I love what Jason Mraz does anyway. I like his stuff. And, you know, not it's not just the I'm Yours, which I think a lot of people obviously equate with. Oh, that's now a great song too. It is. It is, and because it covers so many, you know, different levels of love songs or fun songs or whatever, and everything in between. It's a great background um, music for any kind of video that you put together, especially for a wedding or something romantic, whatever. But this was the first time I had heard of anybody doing something like this. It was upbeat, and it just. It, and again, I think he's out of Philly or someplace, so it had more of a an urban vibe. But you know, obviously, it wasn't hip hop or anything. But like, he just kept coming with the words and kept coming and kept coming. It's just like. I want to know every one of these. This is, you know, I think you mentioned a couple um, episodes ago. This is sitting down, you know, listening to the song intently, writing them all mm. down. To, if you know, if you can, to try to make sure you get all the the correct lyrics so you can kind of sing along yeah. at the same I, time. I have a song no, like that upbeat. that I'm gonna do, and I'm sure you know what it is. But uh, oh, oh, it's one of my one so. of my favorite songs that is like of that. all time. And, yeah, you, as you said, always the best song in the '90s. Uh, could be one of them. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I used to play that at DJ gigs. And uh, I don't know if you would, I don't know chorus. if you would play this. It's a good really okay. it's a good All chorus right, so singer, we'll... but it's yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. Okay. Um so again, I just like upbeat songs. You know, I, I want songs that are gonna inspire me to try to make sure me make me feel good and, and this one always has, you know, yeah. and, and um I've enjoyed that for a long time. And you talk about Dynamo Dyna Dyna Dynamo, Dynamo Volition, Volition. Which if you don't know that song is crazy difficult to to sing along with and i can't even imagine someone covering it and you guys used a really good version of that that might be a real good link at some point have kingston 530 kind of jump in and do that i know you don't want to do so any self-promotion on the old band stuff we have it recorded that, when we did our album we did record it but we didn't put it on the album obviously because we didn't have permission but that's one of those songs that i can't even imagine like let's just do a cover okay let's try this and like holy cow to get every word in in there and make sure they're in the right tempo in the right when you know, I joined the, right the band, they already knew that, really? and so I just learned it. They already knew it. Yeah. Wow, very impressive, very impressive. But really, again, very Jason Mraz. But this, this is probably the one that harkens most close to that one. I think that's yeah, I would agree the, with the that. Genre, you know, the, the closest. I think that one is delivery. too fast and too yes. unorthodox to have been a mainstream hit. Right, right, right. Versus this, the words. A quick, you know, but they do mean something. This isn't just like let's string a bunch of words together, try to make sure it's going to be something that people can say. Right. This, I, I think the remedy just feel makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, and and at the end of it, um, it's very Jason Mraz in so many levels. Yeah. So. I haven't listened um, to that in a that. long time, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nice song. That was my ringtone for a number of years. I have to admit, when we had ringtones. Yeah, yeah, I have a ringtone now. No, you know I what don't. my ringtone is right now. No. What's your? What do you have a regular? You have a regular phone thing now. You don't have a song. My phone's always on vibrate. I don't even know what my ringtone is. <laughs> Mine's a Rob Thomas song. Oh, come on over. Oh no, yeah, there That's you go. I had. I really at, at one point. Corner. At one point, I had Sticks as my ringtone. Which song? Renegade. Ah. The chorus. That first chorus when they when he yells. Yeah. Before they yeah. that that was my ringtone. That's a wake up call. That was pretty. I, I that was it, a pretty cool ringtone. <laughs> yeah. You know you want to go back and get that now. So. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah, so that's mine. That's that's mine. It, mine isn't a super deep one, and it's not a. Um, usually, I get more connected with the lyrics, whereas you're always connected with the music. I think it's more of um, just the overall vibe and and the way that it kind of presents itself. Now, answering that question that you said during yours, who would I like to see cover this? Mm -hmm. Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z. Huh? With a real you know, like down home, you know, rip it apart kind of um, rap version wow. of every one of the word salad songs in here and, and add his own spin on that. Cool. Just, I, it just, I, I think it would be a very different, and again, who knows if, if they would even kind of match up, but just someone who typically, you know, Eminem, someone who typically can really put together some really good heavy rap stuff. And this isn't that far off. I honestly you know, think Eminem, think words, words wise, I think Eminem without, he would need someone to do the chorus, but I think Maybe. Eminem rapping this song would actually be really cool. I know. Think about That's that. That's true. You know, like you said, you know, who would you like to see cover it? I I just go to some of my favorite rap artists. So the I bet that they could pull stuff because this, again, it's it's the tempo, it's the amount of, of words that that are all kind of put into the song. It's reminiscent of me of a rap type song. 
but with with the, the background music you know it doesn't have that kind of ribbon feel but the cadence of the lyrics can kind of mm -hmm. play itself to that doing I'm just like picturing, that. i think that's what i was drawn to it initially when i first heard it just picturing eminem saying the word poison in the same way that jason mraz does in this song right and, I, and it's, <laughs> it kind of matches up perfectly so <laughs> i know i know so we should we should tag him on this one and say hey here's a cover for you let's yeah. see if you can do it at uh at one of your new shows coming up so yeah shows coming up yeah cool yeah so that's mine all right anything else before we wrap up no thank you make sure you i'm really enjoying this hope people are too so yeah i hope so please too. keep some suggestions coming and you know whenever we see people and i had another experience tonight that someone came up and said yeah i really like the podcast and stuff we always try to make sure we're going to do things to make it better so send us some information and let us know what we can be doing better we have people that constantly kind of chime in like jim wilkinson shout out to jim and and uh a few other folks like please keep that stuff coming because we want to see if we can do something to make it uh you know, even more pleasurable yeah. and enjoyable down the and, road. And just share it. If you think that there's someone who who would enjoy yeah. listening to this show, please just share it with them. Just show them how to listen to it. Spread the word. And spread the word because we really want to grow the community and write those reviews and find us on all the social media. You know where to find us. It's all in the show notes. Um, yep. And that's it. And, it. and think somewhere down the road, you know, we're going to expand. We have some new ideas of top five this or top covers or, you know, obviously with the holidays coming, we're maybe going to hit some of those things and stuff. I already have one of my, if we're going to do a Christmas song, I have one that is a Brian Adams song that will blow your mind. Yeah, I have two Christmas songs that I really love yeah, so, that I want to do, yeah. so for yeah, we'll, sure. Uh, we'll do that as well coming up down the road. And then, uh, you know, heading to the new year, so we'll go from there. Yep. All right. Well, Good. thank you so much for not listening, and we will <laughs> talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.